do you want to be when you grow up? It's like the worst question in the world because not a lot of people have an answer to that, you know? And, and people even, they say, you know, what would you want to do uh, if you had all the money in the world and money didn't matter? That's even a hard question to answer, you know? So it's like, uh, for, for me, it would just be like, dude, get clear on what you want, be disciplined and, and focus on like building skill sets that will, that will travel with you. And All right, guys, welcome back to the Venture Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us is Jared Glant. He is the president of Cardone Enterprises, co-host of the Young Hustlers Podcast, and so much more. What's up, Jared? Hey, man, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, man. So I want to jump right, I want to jump right into it. So in 2010, you, you were broke, you were living in your hometown, you're having just a really tough time, you were struggling. And then you, you decided to make this move um, physically, you moved where you were living. What kind of drove this decision for you? Uh, well, you know, when, when you're at a point where, you know, I was barely making enough money to get by. Uh, I didn't really have a whole lot going. And, you know, the, the catalyst for me wasn't just, I got to move. It was my dad had sent me a video of Grant from YouTube. And, uh, this was like way back before Grant was Grant, like the Grant, he's not the Grant everybody knows today, you know? Um, he sent me a link to a YouTube video and, and some, for some reason, whatever he was talking about in that video reignited something inside of me that got me back into like, dude, you got to go crush it. And so I said, well, seems like this guy, uh, might be a good dude to, to partner up with. And so I just started calling the office every day. And after about a month and a half, I got a interview and went up and got the job and you know, the rest is, is history. It's been 10 years now. So, uh, it's been a pretty, a pretty amazing, uh, journey. I've learned a ton, got to meet a lot of really cool people and, uh, really successful people. And, uh, it's just been, it's been a blessing. Absolutely. And if you're willing, I actually want to go back a little bit to when you were like 21, 22, around that age. Um, you, you had had some relative success financially, uh, sell in the selling area and you started making a lot of money, um, decent amount of money. And then, you know, you kind of, you went broke, like you lost it all. You had a rough time. Well, yeah, dude. I was, so I was, you know, I was 21 years old and I was making 200 grand a year living at home. And so I just literally spent every dollar that I made. I was going out to the club, popping bottles and, you know, buying four $500 jeans. And, you know, I mean, it was just, I was broke. Like literally I was living paycheck to paycheck and I had almost no bills. So totally irresponsible and, and then ended up in a position where I had no money and I was like literally broke. I, you know, was partying. So, you know, I started doing drugs and smoking weed and, you know, doing all that. And, and, uh, I literally, I remember I was living with a friend who was letting me stay there for free and I was sitting on his couch and I was like, dude, you are such a loser. Like every day you sit here, you're on unemployment you're sitting here smoking weed. Like you ain't got shit going for yourself. Like, like that, you, you know, those low points I think are really kind of 
you know, that, that was like the pivot point for me. And I always go back to that and I'm like, dude, I ain't never going back there. So, you know, today fast forward, you know, I'm making a brick of money and, and I'm so conservative. Like I don't, I don't spend money on anything. Uh, I bought a, you know, I bought a car, uh, you know, the, 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 a stupid car. Um, but still well below my means, you know, for, for what I'm making. So it was a really good lesson for me. Um, I wish there was a way for somebody to go through, uh, and, and get that lesson without having to go through all that pain because what it really ended up is, is for, you know, five years from the time I was 21 to 26, it was like lack of self-confidence, um, wasted years, wasted time, like, man, if I, if I was 21 years old and I was thinking like I was when I was 26, man, God only knows where I'd be right now. If you could go back to you being 21 years old, like what would you say to yourself as you are struggling with this low confidence and as you're at this super low spot, what would you say? Well, I mean, I would just say like, you know, number one is, is I would have had a, a totally different mindset about where I was at. You know, uh, I was in a sales job and I was doing well, but I kind of was like, I mean, I was the youngest sales rep in the company and I was the only person that, that, uh, that beat me every month had three States and I had like a little fraction area of San Diego. And so I was just killing it. And I guess maybe that got, you know, I got a little ego from that or something. I don't know. But, um, that's when I just started looking around, you know, and, uh, you know, for me, it would have just been, you know, swing for the fences, you know, be willing to fail, try, try three or four things that, that provide for big upside, um, be willing to be willing to come in in, in, in a low position and learn and do grunt work and, and, and grind it out just to be in an opportunity that can get you where you want to go. Um, you know, every position that you're in that you have from the time that you're 18 until you find your thing, every position you're in should, should prepare you for where you want to go. And unfortunately, I didn't know where I wanted to go because I never really took the time to actually work through and figure it out. So, you know, when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like the worst question in the world because not a lot of people have an answer to that, you know, and, and people even, they say, you know, what would you want to do? Uh, if you had all the money in the world and money didn't matter, that's even a hard question to answer, you know? So it's like, uh, for, for me, it would just be like, dude, get clear on what you want, be disciplined and, and focus on like building skill sets that will, that will travel with you. And, you know, selling over the phone was probably the most valuable skill that I ever learned. And, um, and unfortunately I didn't really start honing it until I was 26 years old. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you share that great advice and we fast forward and you're pounding on that door trying to get into work for Grant and eventually you do. And you start at the bottom of the ladder. What was kind of your mindset when you got there? Was it immediately like, I'm going to work my way to the top of this? Or was it like, this is a cool place to be? No, like, I wonder where no, it take no, me. no. It was just like, you know, I, I was in the presence of somebody who was, you know, by all appearances, I mean, successful. I had a big, huge house in the Hollywood Hills and, you know, beautiful wife and baby and, you know, uh, uh, had swagger and like, you know, he had like a thing going and I was like, he had all the real estate investments, which, uh, were, were 
pretty significant back then, nothing like they are today. But, um, and I was like, man, I want to be like that. And so it was, it was more about, you know, myself and finding myself and building myself than it was, I'm going to run this company. And, um, you know, that happens over time. You know, you, you, you come into a role and you're like, okay, wh wh what am I going to get from this? Am I going to make money? Am I going to learn something? Like, what, what do I need to discover here? And then, you know, there's iterations of that that happen. So, um, you know, 10 years is, is, is a good run. You know, it's like looking back, it's like, man, there's, you know, you, you, you go from broke and you start making money and then you, you're like, okay, well, like I want to get married and have kids. And then you go through that whole thing. And then, you know, going through promotions along the way and, and building the company up along the way. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of learning that's taken, taken place over the last 10 years. Definitely. I like how you're like kind of chunking it. It's like a 10 year section because what a lot of people don't realize is that it's like, it's the small consistencies over time. Like you hit on, it's the promotion after promotion after promotion. It doesn't all happen in one giant jump or one night. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's really hard to, to manage, uh, your patience. And because, you know, unless you come up with a brilliant idea, uh, for some new technology or new product or new service or new way to do something that people haven't thought of before. Um, you're not going to have that. And, and even when you've come up with a good idea, like I, I tell people like when, when younger folks are like, they're getting into a role and they're like, I don't know if this is the right thing for me or not. And I'm like, okay, well, does it check this box? Does it check this box? Does it check this box? And then how long have you been there? Like I've been here for like three months. I'm like you got to stay there for like a year. Like if it checks like other critical boxes, like uh, is there upward mobility? You know, is the, the does the company like? Do you feel good about what you're doing at the company? Do they have good product? Do they service their customers the right way? And then is the owner of the company somebody who's looking to grow? Like are they a growth minded person or are they somebody who's kind of complacent? Um, and 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 what what has been their previous success? Also, you know. So, so for me, it's like, okay, well, if you're in that right environment, um, then you probably just haven't given it enough time yet to really be a good indicator. And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll tell somebody if they're like, Hey, I'm making, you know, it's 50 grand a year where I'm at. I've been here for five months. I don't know where it's going. And I said, well, how much money does the top salesperson make? They're like 350 grand. I'm like, okay, good. So there's a place for you to go. Um, question, would you be happier about what you're doing right now if you were making 350 grand a year? Oh yeah, man, it'd be great. So there's no problem with the company. There's no problem with what you're doing. Like, like the, the, the problem is, is you're not where you want to be yet. And if you don't, and if you let that fact that you're not where you want, that, that you're not where you want to be, if you let that control your decision rather than stepping back and going, okay, Hey, this is a, a methodical planned out approach for me to go from 50 grand to a hundred grand, to 150 grand to 200 grand kind of working it out. Um, if you don't have the ability to do that, then you're going to jump off the, 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 the boat before, uh, it's your time. And you know, for, for a while, like it was, it was for me, I, I remember I was, my income was increasing like probably 80 grand a year, every year, 80 to a hundred grand a year, every year for the first like five years. Um, and then when I got promoted and then my pay plan changed, but then it jumped up and doubled again. Like I look back at my income growth and I'm like, man, dude, that's insane how fast it grew to get to seven figures. And it's like, 
it's also been 10 years, you know? And, and so like looking back, I'm content with the fact that it took me 10 years to get where I'm at for other people. Maybe they could have done it in three. I mean, I did it working for somebody else, not doing my own thing. So, um, you know, all of those things kind of, kind of come into play. Um, but unfortunately people can't practice this, like this impatient patience, like where you have this urgency that you're operating with, but at the same time you understand the process. It's an interesting, um, it's an interesting balance, you know? Yeah, it really is. And it seems to me like you enjoy doing what you're doing. So a lot of my audience is younger, like myself, I'm a senior in high school. What advice would you offer to a younger person who doesn't know where it is they want to go, but they know that like they, they want to enjoy what they're doing. They don't want to just go through the motions. Um, I would focus less on enjoying what you're doing in the beginning. Um, and focus on, on what you can learn. I, I'll, I'll always tell somebody like you, you need to, you, you, you need to be working at someplace for one of two reasons, either number one, because you're making money or number two, because you're learning something like one of the two reasons. And, and because you like working there really doesn't get on the radar in my book until you've already got the money thing checked off, you know, then like for, for me where I'm at, like, you know, I'm making really good money. There's a lot of runway. I want to make more, but, but I, I I'm focused now on, man, I actually like what I do. I like the, the, the products that we have. I like the customers that we serve. I like the businesses that we work with. Uh, you know, eight years ago when I was cold calling car dealers every day, dude, I hated the job, but it was a means to get to where I, where I saw my, my opportunity to go uh, within the company. So, you know, it's, uh, it, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you get stuck in like a micro moment of today and you allow your feelings to take over, for a bigger plan, then you can end up making, you know, irrational decisions. So just always about like, man, what skills do I need? Like if, if I want to make a million bucks a year, like what skills am I probably going to have to have? And if you're in high school right now and you're not thinking about doctor or lawyer or anything like higher education, you know, like that wasn't my deal. I was definitely not going to be a doctor and I didn't really want to be a lawyer. Um, so I just assumed that I was going to be in business of some kind. I didn't really know what, but when you kind of end up going down that road, then it's like, well, I'm going to need to learn how to sell. I'm going to need to learn how to market. I'm going to need to learn uh, things about how business operates. And so I would just position yourself to learn those things. Um, sales being the, the, the top of the list, because no matter what you do, if you want to be an entrepreneur and start a company, Uh, if you want, if you have an idea of a product you want to create, like at some point it has to be sold and the people who have the most freedom are the ones who go, I could walk away from what I'm doing today and know that I could get a job doing anything anywhere with anyone. And, uh, if the circumstances are right, product margins, volume, then I'll be able to earn uh, as much money as I want. And that truly is, uh, freedom, you know? Yeah. And and you just kind of hit on um, one of the things I want to talk about, which was sales. I know that you're a great salesman. Where does like, what qualities do you look for in a good salesman? Like, what do you think it is? Uh, You know, I, I, I think a lot of people would say that you have to be a people person, but you really don't. Um, You have to believe in what you do. And that doesn't mean like 
you have a raging passion for it, but like you have to be able to look at all of the products that you sell. You have to understand how they work, why they work, the benefit, and and then you have to understand the other options that a customer has, and you have to find all of the reasons why what you do is the perfect product for the customer at the perfect price point, and you have to sell yourself on that. Like, like the first sales job isn't with the customer, it's with yourself. And you can be, uh, you can sell yourself on the fact that your product is the best if it's the lowest quality. Like there's, there's a process you have to go through to understand your position in the market and to build the value in that thing rather than, than taking, oh, well, we have the, the lowest quality uh, product in the market. Well, how quick can you get it delivered? Uh, how long does it last? Uh, it may not be the prettiest, but it's also, you know, the most cost effective or it comes with a uh, certain warranty or most importantly, it comes with you. You're the one that sold it. You know, you should be able to justify more, you know, if, if, if Jacob and I were selling the same product, I should be able to, to go to the marketplace and justify why you should pay double to buy it from me. And when you start thinking about sales like that, like that's when you start becoming a salesperson because you're starting to figure out value. And the more value you can communicate, that's when people make decisions. You know, value, conviction uh, are things that raise certainty. And when a customer has certainty, they make decisions to buy. Yeah, definitely. When, you know, when I was doing my research on this, you talk about this, you talk about creating opportunity. So I was hoping you could tell us more about like what that means in terms of like sales. Cause I heard you talk about like how it's not just your ability to sell someone on something, but it's the ability to make an opportunity um, appear or create it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, that, that, that happens kicking doors in, you know, um, creating an opportunity out of nothing. It's, you know, somebody who doesn't know you, doesn't know your company, doesn't know your product, probably doesn't need it. Um, turning that person into a customer like that, that truly is, man, if you can do that, you can literally do anything in the world because you can take somebody who was not in market, who didn't raise their hand, who didn't come to you. And if you can create, if you can create business out of that, that truly is the most empowering uh, skill that uh, a salesperson, a business person, somebody who wants to win, that's the most powerful skill you can have. Definitely. And I think that it's important for my listeners to consider the fact that sales is not just something that you do inside of a company. It's something that applies in every area of your life. Like you have to sell your parents on buying you whatever it is that you want, or you have to sell different people on going out to this different restaurant or stuff like that. Like it's a skill that everyone needs. Yeah. And most people, um, you know, most people don't, you know, you talk about sales and most people are like, Oh gosh, sales. I'd never want to be a salesperson. And then it's the same person that'll sit there and argue with you over where you want to go to eat or who the best basketball player of all time was or whatever. And they're sitting there selling their case, like, you know, arguing with you about the right or the wrong way to do things. I mean, like that is just an argument is a passionate way of selling somebody something like, uh, you know, so, so it's like everybody does it regardless of whether or not they like it, they do it. And if you understand it and you can see it and then you understand the process that goes behind it, then, you know, then you can be great at it. And it's, again, it's, 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 it has nothing to do with personality. It's just about understanding a process. Sometimes, 
um, really um, extroverted people are intimidating. And, and sometimes people get really scared and, and intimidated by somebody with a big personality. And so uh, it could actually inhibit them from getting sales. Um, when somebody who's a little bit more mellow but understands the process could have better results. Absolutely. And Jared, before I forget, where can people find you online if they want to reach out or learn more about you? At Jared Glant everywhere. You can put it in the thing, J-A-R-R-O-D-G-L-A-N-D-T. Easy enough. So Jared, before we go, I have one last question, but first a little bit of background for you. So when you die, the only thing that matters is the difference that you made or the impact that you had. So that being said, what difference or what impact are you looking to make? Well, that's, that's why I love what I do because I can help, you know, I, I can help get people with ambition and willingness. I can help connect them to more money and everybody's got a different story. Everybody's got a different background everybody's got a different reason. But, you know, I know people that have been clients of ours, students of ours who have gotten, you know, never made more than 60 grand in a year. And now they have seven figure businesses because they got the right information and it literally will transform somebody's life. I mean, you go from making 50 grand a year to making a million bucks a year. You live a completely different life completely. Like, and uh, the guy that I'm thinking of right now, like he has his, his, uh, his dad uh, has cancer in and out of the hospital, like just bad situations. And he couldn't afford to take care of it. And money changed his ability to, to have the impact that he wanted to in his life. And so, you know, that's the rewarding intrinsic value of, of, um, of what we do is, is helping people improve the quality of their life by having more control over their income. 